0: How we doing out there, kiddies? Well, I was doing some digging up on uh, my analytics for the podcast, and it looks like that my top-rated download would be episode three of the raw background noise. I'm getting up there almost to a hundred downloads for it. Just so happens that's the episode for Galantines. Yeah, that's the dirty one where I talk about sex. Maybe I'll have to come back and revisit the topic again. Other than that, everything's been doing pretty good. Looks like the site's getting more visitors. People obviously seem to be enjoying the podcast, which... I myself, I'm grateful of. I'm glad you enjoy it. See, this is, this is for me as well. As it is for you, you know. Uh, if you enjoy the stories and the things that I say and the little twists that I put onto things, then thank you because that means you appreciate the things that I do to entertain you like i said before i had a friend of mine that told me i need to write a book well consider this my fucking book you know you got people that write books and they read their own books on fucking audible and shit i know i've listened to them hell i listened to tina faye's book i've listened to alan degeneres's book i've listened to uh the blonde chick from fucking parks and Rex. i listened to her book it was pretty funny. I even listened to Kevin Hart's book, you know, and they read their own book. I have Betty White's book downloaded. I just haven't read it yet. So I guess this is my book. These are my stories. These are my thoughts. These are my opinions. You know, I was going to write a book one time. And I started working on it. It was called Misery Plus One Through the Eyes of Depression. Because I've suffered from depression for a good chunk of my life. I mean, you start kicking the shit out of a kid whenever he's three years old and you continue it up for the next 14 years. It tends to take a toll on the mental stability of the person that being said i didn't use drugs and i didn't use alcohol to cope with my depression i didn't use pharmaceuticals and prescriptions and fucking therapy i was just an angry child and i thought fuck it might as well get over it because it's never gonna fucking change Eventually I found ways to cope with the whole thing and the situations, I mean it got bad enough the where I attempted to take my own life. Mind you I was 12 whenever I did such, scared the fuck out of myself, caused myself to vomit up everything that I fucking swallowed and I was sick for 3 days afterwards. Those were some scary three days. You know, there's a song from Bad Flower. I think it's called Ghost. Really good song. Strongest part of the whole fucking song says the cutting part was easy, but regretting it was so fucked. Too many times in our lives we make sporadic fucking decisions that we later regret. Regret should not be something that you hold so close and so often. Sure, I regret a couple of my decisions, but at the same time I accept the decisions for what they are because they make me for who I am and what I am. So be it. You know, there's a saying that says the man that just goes around and says it is what it is, is one of the most dangerous men you'll meet because they've looked disappointment in the eye quite many times and just said, fuck it. Yeah, so on with the fucking show, huh? I like that title. What did you think of that title, Misery Plus One Through the Eyes of Depression? See, it kind of stuck with me. I was really fond of that one. There was another title of mine. I really kind of, it stuck with me. It was called A Fairy Tale Sky. You know, because we live our lives pretty much glossed over in a fairy tale world so often. Plugged into the fucking internet, constantly swiping throughout the day, so much so that your finger does it automatically on fucking auto control when you're fucking sleeping. <clears throat> so, yeah. We live in a fucking fairy tale world so many times. And it's gotten to the point where we don't even tell ourselves the fucking truth, man. We keep secrets from ourselves. Things that happened in our past, we don't want to acknowledge. We don't want to admit that those things were real, that they really happened and that they're part of us. So we just tuck it away and don't talk about it. We don't tell anybody about it or anything. Secrets are fucking good sometimes, yeah. And secrets are fucking bad a lot of times. And secrets are fucking powerful. One fucking secret can devastate an entire fucking relationship. And I understand some of the fucking antitrust that some women have because a lot of men keep a lot of fucking secrets. Like if your fucking partner is keeping their phone locked all the fucking time, there's shit on their phone that they don't want you to see because they're either embarrassed about it or they're ashamed of it or they know it's going to cause them fucking trouble and they just don't want to fucking deal with it. So most of the time, if that man's got his phone locked and he doesn't want you to see it, he's either buying shit behind your back, he's fucking something behind your back, or he's pulling something behind your back. Either way, he doesn't want you involved in it. Now, some women are okay with that. Some women are the type, you know what, I ask you no questions, you tell me no lies. I think, you know, that kind of reminds me of a lot of the old country music. Has anybody ever heard that old fucking country song, Nobody, right? I don't know if you if you know the lyrics. The lyric says, you know, uh, she she's basically talking about she'd seen her husband with this woman and or this person, or she saw her husband with the same woman again. And he's like, well, that's nobody. That's nobody. Don't worry about it. It's nobody. And then she says one time, she says, "Well, your nobody called today. She hung up when I asked her name. Well, I wonder." And she thinks she's being clever. Uh, What was the rest of it? Uh, When you say that nobody's after you, in fact, if that's what you say is true, I can love you like nobody can, but even better. (coughs) See, the the women are constantly competing for the man, right? She's telling him, you know, I'll do for you better than what she does. Don't fucking leave me. I know you're fucking around on me, and I can forgive you for that, but fucking don't leave me. Why is everybody fucking crying? I mean, if you've been fucking wronged, man, if they're going to lie to you and they're going to throw away years of fucking trust over a dirty little secret... Like that? Why even fucking stick around? Just asking for abuse, man. Because now, see, now you've already added that extra layer of fucking denial and temptation that's already on the fucking table, folks. Once that person cheated, now you're going to be watching that person in a different fucking light. You're going to be looking to see what kind of secrets they're fucking keeping now. You know, they lied about this person. Oh, so so they lied about getting that fucking stick of gum. What else are they fucking lying about? Now they're really fucking somebody, right? Because I found a receipt in their fucking pocket for a gas station receipt that bought a fucking pack of fucking gum. But he says he doesn't remember buying gum right he was fucking somebody he doesn't remember being in that part of town because he doesn't want to fucking tell me that's where she's at see it all fucking comes together man you can't carry fucking relationships like that you can't have fucking shit like that See, relationships, they can't really have secrets like that. See, I can say some secrets are good because a secret for your birthday present, you know, yeah, I can do that. A secret surprise for you. Anything that is truly beneficial for all and can guarantee. What the fuck is a Florida blue alert, huh? Well, apparently that just fucking happened. Uh, Well, that just scared the living fucking piss out of me. I think my asshole puckered up about fucking three times tighter than it normally did. Hell, I was getting excited. I thought devolution was about to happen. I was about to do my happy dance. For those of you who don't know what devolution is, make sure you come back and tune into Scooby's Conspiracy Corner. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about it. For everybody else that, uh, you know, don't know anything about scooby in the conspiracy corner make sure you go over to lowdowndirtyshane.com check out the website folks we got some things happening we got some things jumping we got a fucking clothing line we're going to be starting we're going to put my face on some shit <clears throat> question is where do you want to put my face I don't have a problem if it's on your ass. I don't have a problem where the fuck you want to put my face. If you think I'm a piece of shit and you want to put my face on the bottom of a fucking sock just so you can walk on it as long as you'll spend the money, I'll fucking do it. I give two shits. It doesn't hurt my pride, it doesn't hurt my fucking ego, it doesn't really hurt much of anything about me. I know who I am, what I am, what I can do, what I know and what I can say. I'm happy in the life that I'm living and I'm happy with the choices that I've made. Now, not all of the choices that I've made have been the best of fucking decisions because I'll tell you straight out, I am a good example of a bad example. I am the reason why you don't fucking follow and you learn how to fucking lead. Because if you follow me, I'll lead you into a goddamn brick wall. Done that on a few times. you have murphy's law i have murphy's wall hits me fucking head on at least once a month but you learn from it you move on yeah the website's doing pretty good too you know i'm 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 really happy with it. You know, the the clothing line, I think, is going to do something. Uh, now, Kiki wants to be doing some other things, and, and I'm kind of fond of that. How, how would y'all feel about a, a broke-ass body spray? You know, body spray for those that are too broke to even wash their own ass. We got some good flavors for you. We're going to do a combo flavor for you. We're going to do a Gem Sock and Toe Jam flavor. And then we're going to have some Famunda cheese just for those special guy nights, you know. How's that sound for you? We can do some body pillows. We can do some C-shirts, some underwear. We can do some socks and some jackets, you know. I wouldn't mind some hats. I'm a hat person myself. I dig on the SCC logo on a hat. How's that sound to y'all? See if I can't find someone to embroider something like that. Or maybe print something like that. I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'm a hat person, though. Scooby's got some things coming up on his fucking show, so his show's actually coming together. I'm actually putting together a good cast for him, you know. It's going to be, imagine a news anchor show, but the entire thing's a fucking parody, you know. It's going to be Scooby's conspiracy corner, and we're going to be talking about some conspiracy theory shit. Might even be making up a couple of our own. There ain't no fucking telling. But we're going to have a full casting crew. We're going to have Scooby hosting the fucking thing. We're going to have, I think his name is Bill Guy, the mobile eye. He's going to be our on-site reporter. <clears throat> so we're going to have a fucking uh political uh, on-site political reporter we're gonna have a liberal commentator we're gonna have a conservative commentator we'll even have some fucking eyewitnesses to some crazy events that happen come on and enjoy this show make sure you keep track of it you can go to youtube check us out on youtube look for low down dirty shane on youtube It's kind of hard to find it whenever you do a search on YouTube because of the play on words, you know, the channel YouTube thinks that you're looking for the fucking movie and not necessarily my channel. You can always go to LowDownDirtyShane.com and find direct links to the YouTube channel there. Scooby's probably going to be a little bit more funny for you if you watch it, but he will be available on the podcast for Apple and Spotify through my RS feed so secrets y'all keep secrets from your partner y'all have a secret lover on the side some people call him a side chick some people call him a side dick You know, I've slept with my handful of married women before I used to tell people I really wasn't breaking up a happy family because if she was happy, she wouldn't be letting me dick her down in the first fucking place. I was just given to the needy. I mean, she needed sex and I happened to offer the sex. So therefore it was a charity event. I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was allowing them to stay fucking married because he apparently loved her but didn't know how to treat her well she apparently loved him but needed that finger in the asshole whenever she got that extra old face you know what I'm saying so it was a charity event I wasn't doing anything wrong So that was one secret I was keeping from people whenever I was living in the trailer park. Boy, there ain't no love affair like a trailer park love affair. Let me tell you, that's a secret that's hard to fucking keep. Trailer parks are like their own little mini villages, man. Everybody knows you're going to fart before you even feel the bubble compress your fucking cheeks. It gets bad, it gets ugly, but that's a hell of a fucking secret to keep. And when you get the neighbors involved in that, next thing you know, you're going over to Tommy's house and saying, hey, I'm going to play some Smash Bros. And then you go in the back and smash the fuck out of her, bro. Mm. Those were some interesting times, but then she became a little obsessive over me. She wouldn't leave me the fuck alone, man. I was trying to explain to her, this is just sex, man. It's like assisted masturbation. I do it myself, but you're kind of helping the effort. You know what I'm saying? There's no emotion involved, man. I'm just a squirrel hunting for a nut. But no, she wouldn't let it go thankfully she did and see it was crazy man she was in her fucking mid to late 20s and married I was barely fucking 18. I mean, I was walking around always fucking hard. My dick could fucking crack a diamond. I was stiffer than Harvey Weinstein watching Casting Couch on Pornhub, man. One good fucking breeze and that thing was going to go off. But unlike anybody else, 30 seconds later, it's good to go again. He's a happy soldier. He's getting ready to fling the yogurt, you know? It was some crazy times. But see, here's one thing I don't understand. Whenever secrets like that comes out, see, the husband gets mad at the guy. Why are you getting mad at the guy? Your bitch is the one that sucked on the guy's dick. He didn't force it down her fucking throat, right? She gladly fucking inhaled that fucking sausage. I had nothing to fucking do with it. I just asked the simple question, do you spit or swallow? She's like, here, let me give you a fucking demonstration. So don't get bad at me, right? I just happened to be in the right time in the right fucking place, which happened to me, my fucking bathroom and my fucking trailer. I was stepping out of the fucking shower. She started it. I just finished now as far as everything else goes see the guys the guys get mad at the other fucking guy because it's a blow to their ego right i was the one that was fucking that i was fucking that so good it had to fucking marry me and now you fucking come along well fuck you motherfucker Just like the women get mad at the other women. No, no, I was swallowing that fucking dick and then you fucking come along and then you fucking do that shit. See, the thing is, if you treat your fucking significant other the way that they're supposed to be treated and make sure that all of their fucking needs and desires are met on a regular fucking basis without fucking fail or complaint, then you'll never have the goddamn problem. And if you do, they were a piece of shit in the first fucking place, and you should have seen that shit coming a mile of fucking way and should have never fucking married that. but that's just my personal opinion. I mean, I fucked up. I invested 12 years into a lifeless fucking marriage. Like I put it before, man, I followed the yellow brick road, but it didn't lead me to the fucking Emerald City. It led me to a fucking taco shop. It is what it is. Can't say I blame her. Pussy's mighty addictive, and it's hard for me to let it go, too. It's probably why I enjoyed that third episode of Raw Background Noise so much. You see, I went back, and I even tried to listen to it a little bit and realized that... My episodes weren't as good as they are now as far as the quality goes, so I had to add the music to it and increase the volume a little bit to make sure my words can get across just the way that they need to. This one I think I might need to lower the volume on a little bit because I've increased the capabilities of the microphone and it picks up a lot better than what I expected. Hmm. Oh wow! Well. I'll fix it in post. <laughs> Something I finally get to say. And then what the movie people talk about, hey, we'll fix it in post. Don't worry about it. Look, my uh, my special effects look like they've been done by a fucking toddler who's gotten his hands on the fucking thing. All right. You can do probably better jobs on your fucking cell phone. But you know what? I'm having fun doing this shit. And that's all that fucking matters. I'd have a ball, but it's against YouTube fucking uh, uh fucking violation if I do it on camera. Sorry, I'm so high, I even lose fucking train of thought in the middle of my own goddamn joke. Well, you know what they say about that. Everybody's gotta have a hobby, right? My hobby just happens to be destroying brain cells, talking to absolutely fucking nobody in the middle of the fucking night and then turning around and watching a fuck ton of cartoons while eating pan-fried instant food. You can call it a hobby. I'll call it a lifestyle. Sorry to have my cat she loves me most of the time probably because I just feed her that's why most men love a lot of women because they feed them well you know I never understood that shit Men will get happy and they'll eat and they'll gain weight because they're spending all of their time with their woman and they're happy and the woman is cooking and the woman is happy because he's gaining weight so other people won't find him as attractive. But then later on, after he gained all that weight, now you don't find him attractive. And they kind of like a double barrel something or another. There's gotta be some contradictions and terms in there in some fucking form or fashion. I don't get it. But you women... See, the thing is, y'all got secrets, but most of y'all's secrets that y'all have because of embarrassment y'all don't want to reveal something men have secrets because they're afraid that you're gonna get your feelings hurt because they want to be honest with you on some shit but sometimes you just can't take the fucking truth because you don't want to see you watching everything with those rose tinted glasses So sometimes you got to be careful for what the fuck you ask for. And see man, man, we're we're straightforward, you know? I'm the well, I don't know about men in general. At least I am. I'm straightforward. I'm not a big fan of beating around the bush, man. Whenever you got something to come and fucking tell me, right? Don't give me the entire fucking backstory of everything that consists that has absolutely nothing to do with me. You let me know about everything that requires my involvement and every piece of knowledge that I require for this involvement. That's all I need. If if you think I need to know the backstory of fucking Mickey Mouse just to unlatch a fucking door, stop it. <clears throat> so I'm pretty straightforward with things. Now I do get confused from time to time and I miss emotions. A lot of fucking men do that, though Miskin. They'll they'll confuse infatuation with love because you want it there all the time doesn't mean you fucking love it that just means you fucking want it there all the time at this fucking moment but see the thing is men are like fucking dogs as soon as they have that fucking toy they're gonna play with that toy over and over and over and over and over again until something else grabs their fucking attention they're gonna look away and then they're gonna forget they even had that fucking toy Now, that distraction doesn't have to necessarily be another woman. It could be a fucking PlayStation game. But the problem is, as possessive as men are with women when it comes to sex, women are extremely possessive with men when it comes to time. It's not about the sex. It's about the time. And and you see, it doesn't even have to be quality time. It just has to be time. She can be on her phone on the couch next to you the entire time. The only thing that matters is that you're there beside her and not with somebody else. You can be doing your thing, but you have to be able to give her attention the moment she desires it. Right? Right? Because when you're playing your PlayStation, you can't give her that attention right away. You have to put her on hold, and therefore that PlayStation has taken priority over her, and that will never stand. When I see these v- these videos of these guys fucking whenever these women are destroying their game systems, man, it's like, fuck, dude. so men start to keep secrets things that they do for themselves that they don't want to tell her about because they don't want her to get fucking jealous because if you tell her i just want to fucking be alone then all they hear is you don't love me anymore and you don't want anything to do with me you would rather be by yourself and then, so help you God, if you speak to anybody who is female within any time frame, I say of a month after telling her something along those lines, she's going to think it's her that you're trying to spend time with. Or if it's a female gamer on the other line, then I bet you that bitch lives in town and you're trying to fuck her. The problem is. We've become so obsessed with everybody else's business all the fucking time that we have to keep secrets. Otherwise, we have no fucking privacy. And when you have others that can't handle honesty... And are completely obsessive over your time. Bruh. That's not a relationship. That's confinement. I don't care how much she says she loves you. You know how they say, if you love something, you have to let it go? The thing is, it's not always about kids and fucking pets, man. You have to be able to let go of that significant other and trust that they're going to do what they're supposed to do and be honest with you. That was my problem. I was too fucking honest, and therefore I was taken advantage of. But you know what? That's another story for another day. I mean, I don't wish anything ill will on the ex wife. You know, I said a long time ago I loved her and all I ever wanted for her to be happy. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm just a little bitter about how I was fucking treated and just whenever karma bites back. I just just want a little feedback from it, so I feel better. But, you know, it's all right. Though. It's all right. Though. We all have that little bit of bitterness in us, man. You know, X is called an X for a fucking reason, right? Dude, there's a reason why y'all didn't get along. I know I'm a fucking asshole. And, and, you know, I had my issues during the marriage, man. I had my issues because I was fucking, I was subservient throughout most of the fucking marriage. I mean, I had my cojones whenever it came to everything else. But when it came to her, man, she carried them in her fucking purse. I was so fucking apologetic. I was absolutely nothing when she thought she was getting her hands. On because I looked like that fucking hardcore rocker guy. I had the labret piercing and the long hair and the fucking chick kicker boots. And I used to be a bouncer in a fucking titty bar. And I used to be in the army and I'd fuck some shit up, right? And what did she get? And goddamn gummy bear. I'm all fucking soft and squishy, and anything you want, madam, I'll take care of you. Now, I treat her like a goddamn royalty, but at the same time, anytime anything went wrong, man, it was damn it, shame because I accepted all fucking responsibilities for it, and I just took the fucking beating like I did when I was a kid. failed marriage and a couple of failed relationships later and you finally figure out who you want to be and what you want to be and then you stop keeping secrets from yourself you see i think that's what that midlife crisis is it's not necessarily a midlife crisis It's rediscovering the simple joys that you found in life, man, that you fucking forgot about because you kept them secret from you. You thought you could never enjoy it again. You thought you could never do it again. You thought you could never believe in something, you know, inspirational like this again. You just didn't have the opportunities to achieve these things, right? All you heard was negativity in the back. All you had was you're never going to make it. And why are you wasting your time? and money on this when you could be spending it with me. So now you go out and you do the things that you always thought you wanted to do, but you never thought you had the balls to do it or the fucking capabilities of doing it or the fucking financial capabilities of doing it and stuff, you know? You you, you came up with every fucking excuse in the fucking world of why not to do it, why you can't buy this motorcycle, why you can't sit there and start this fucking painting school, why you can't start this fucking podcast. Motorcycles are too dangerous and it's just a waste of fucking money for something that's going to kill you in the long run. Painting classes aren't fucking worth it. I mean, where are you going to hide those fucking, you know, where are you going to hang the fucking paintings up at in this fucking house? I mean, are you really going to do that? I mean, shit, try to make some money off of it, but would not nobody ever buy them? Why would you even do a fucking podcast? Nobody wants to fucking hear you. You got nothing to fucking say. Your jokes are fucking old. They're fucking bad. You're fucking boring. Why the fuck are you even talking? And then when does the midlife crisis happen? Usually after a divorce, right? Or when the kids move out. Somewhere along those lines, right? So what happens with the midlife crisis? You realize this motorcycle's fucking fun. And you know, I'm pretty goddamn good at it. And I enjoy riding this fucking thing. And then you get in the painting glasses. And then you realize, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this you know, there's other things I'd like to do. And this one thing sparks the creativity to start something else. And, you know what, maybe I will fucking sell these things on eBay and see where I get. You know what, maybe I'll start this fucking podcast. Maybe I'll put my thoughts and opinions out there. One or two people might actually listen to it. I don't need everybody to do it. And I'm going to do it on my own fucking time and I don't even need to get fucking paid. It's not a crisis, folks. It's an awakening. You're waking up to the fucking life around you, to the things that you've been neglecting, that you've had all this fucking time that you just let keep away from you. You never allowed it to come in. You kept it secret from yourself. You gave yourself excuses like fucking pharmaceutical companies give fucking vaccines, man. So one after another, after another, I can't. And you always had because of... Either that significant other was feeding stuff into your fucking head. You're not good looking enough to do that. You're not in good enough fucking shape to do that. You don't have the fucking motivation to do that. You're too fucking old for that. Why are you even trying? Anybody that's not pushing you, that's not motivating you, that's not lifting you and helping you experience the wonders that life has to offer on a daily fucking basis, again, I will tell you that is not a relationship but confinement. Don't stay confined, folks. When you're confined, then you... You thrive on your secrets. You keep your secrets of joy. You start to learn little things. You start to do little things and you keep them secret just so the other person can't figure out that you find joy in things that don't involve them. So they don't get mad and jealous and you don't get apologetic and feeling guilty for doing something and making them feel that way. Because they're good at that. They're good at making you feel guilty. Now we'll tell you not all relationships are like that. I had a relationship with a woman to where the roles were reversed. I was lost, selfish, overenthusiastic, I would say a little even uh, uh, overexcited, you know, it just, everything was going to happen at once, but you know, and I was, and I was ready for everything and the partner was as well too, but then reality hit me and I, I came back to the world and I'm like, wait, I can't, I'm not ready. And, you know, this other person, she was everything that I needed in a relationship. She was everything that I desired in relationship. The only problem was I didn't want a relationship anymore and I just didn't know it. So that was a bump in the road that hurt pretty bad for a few people. I'm still apologetic for it. I still feel like I did the right thing. Because when it comes down to it, you've got to be a little bit selfish. You've got to take care of you first, because if you're not happy with you and the life that you're fucking providing for yourself, it doesn't matter who your fucking partner is or what they're doing, because you will do nothing but find a reason to walk away. So yeah person turned out to be one of the best friends I ever had, and one of the best conversationalists I've ever spoke with. helped me out on a lot of ideas and everything, and I'm forever grateful for that person. Sometimes that's a hard bump to get over. And I still feel shitty for it. Which I rightly should, I think. But again, we all make mistakes. Because if it was on purpose, then we can call it a fucking accident, right? <laughs> now there is some devious shit out there that happens in relationship that people do just out of fucking hate and anger. How do you live like that? How do you live so hateful and just out of spite? I can't do that. Now, I, I'll admit, I'm curious about other people that I've been with before and how they're doing. And, you know, it does me well when I see them doing well. Apparently, I'm a popular man tonight. So, yeah, I enjoy it whenever they do well, you know, it's it's good. I don't want people to be devastated whenever I fucking leave. I'd prefer to leave on good fucking terms, but that doesn't always fucking happen, does it? Sometimes it's only one-sided on the relationship, and then when it gets to be that way, it's hard to convince the other side doesn't matter. Those one-sided relationships, those are the hardest ones to break off, man. And when they break, they're always ugly. It's like that fucking, see, it's not like tempered glass. See, when it's, when both sides agree, you ever seen that glass that shatters and breaks into tiny thousands of pieces, right? That's your tempered glass. So I would say uh, a conjoined breakup, an agreeable breakup would be like tempered glass. It breaks into thousands of pieces and it's easily cleaned up. It doesn't really do, you know, it does some damage, but not really a lot of damage. You know, it's more minor than anything. But a one-sided relationship, that's a neoglass. That's that glass that breaks off into large chunks with rager edges and just falls heavily and slices things as it goes down. Yeah, I've had a few of those breakups. And secrets were usually involved every time. Watch out for those secrets, folks. They'll come back and get you. Don't forget to go to LowDownDirtyShane.com. Check out what else we got coming. Things are always changing. Till next time, kiddies.